last time on Base Funk. Dara's gonna go ahead and uh, cast Gaseous Form before they're inside of the guards. Another guest walks up behind you. Very fancy. Purple party attire with a top hat. Um, and this guy's just outfit screams wizard, especially because he's wearing what appears to be a magic mask. I'm going to cast Gust, and I want to knock that skeleton's head off. Now we get our first wild magic roll of the season. Nine. And instead of dissipating as it blows the skeleton apart, it retains its shape, and now there is like a hurricane man <laughs> in the middle of the shield. <laughs> There's a man made of wind who, instead of legs, has like a, a twirling um, tail of a, of a storm at the bottom of his figure, and now it just starts stalking the yard. <laughs> this is claudia claudia rock and she is your guys's primary rivalry in the bounty hunting business i would like to believe that bumbershoot actively dislikes rock so the rocks are actually a company and a couple claudia and robin rock Uh, you do not see robin in this room but claudia is a dark-skinned a uh, 20-something human woman, and she has uh, a messenger bag. My name is Garrick the Great. You may have heard of me and my, my wizardly deeds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Bumbershoot takes a little bit of offense to that, because he was born in Akamoros over 100 years ago. A lot of skeletons do turn and look. It's like a cool opening act thing. They're like, ooh, entertainment. Here's what I think is the be- very good thing, is that you don't think Hawthorne's going to show up. You think that this is for the skeletons. This is a woman that you immediately recognize. Hmm. She is tall. She has very pale skin. So pale that you can actually see like the ghost of the blue veins beneath her skin. Mm. Uh, You assume fiendish because this woman is Lady Nim, the boss of the lilies. He's going up. Uh, So you start walking up the staircase. This staircase should not be this long. You, you don't have enough stars, man. You can't get the Bowser this way, man. Is it as dusty as it is upstairs? No. And things look like they've been disturbed? Yeah, skeletons seem to come down here more than they're in the party room. Can I pocket those, too? Portraits of two people, their wedding ring, which you took, and scientific notes, which you took. She's really powerful, or is she just awful? She could probably uh, wave her hand, and you would cease to exist. <laughs> but after being insulted twice... <laughs> He he sort of like screws up his courage and sort of like shoulder bumps her. And as you're walking away, you hear a snap behind you. And suddenly, Bumbershoot Von Victrola, the fanciest vampire of Fangslovania, is falling. Where? What do you mean? (laughs) You're falling up and then you slam into the ceiling. So there may be a rampaging air elemental attacking all the skeletons that are guarding this house? It is looking for new victims, and as you guys peer out the window, it is going to go directly through the window and into the party. The only question is, do you guys get out of the way? Try to stop it. Um, Roland Roland is going to push Zoe aside, grab the whip, wheel it out, and invoke his channel divinity to make the weapon magical, so he can actually hurt the elemental if needed. Time to whip this party into shape, I guess.
I just want to tell the audience something real quick because there was a little bit of confusion uh, last episode and also in the forums. Um, <laughs> Bumper Shoot has to eat someone. No, Every no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're, we're answering a deep, important question about the meta lore. No, the, yeah, there, there's there's actually been like a ton of Bumper Shoot related questions, and I want to get this one out of the way because there was confusion even on the on the podcast itself uh, last week. Um, as a human, he was born in Akamuras about 104 years ago, but then he left. And lived in Pennsylvania, where he became a vampire. So there's a little bit of confusion about where his hometown is. Kind of both. He's lived a long time. I I I, I try really hard to make everything clear, but like I then stuff happens because we're we're in a magical world that people can't see. So it's hard. <laughs> it's the invisible magical world. It is. All right. Um, I'm totally ready. Um, I have stuff I wanted to do like immediately after I started flying towards the ceiling. Um, but I, I stopped because there was obviously more important stuff going on. So, uh, I, I'm ready to, to do stuff whenever you want. We have two distinct confrontations going on right now while one <laughs> of you just is actually doing the mission, which is fun. Yep. Everyone's found their own little niches. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's start with what appears to be the most pressing matter, which is Roland versus the air elemental, the wind elemental, the elemental. Air elemental, yeah, I think is what it is. Let's have our first initiative roll of the season. Oh boy! All right, my initiative is just one. I rolled a. I have. I'm after the air elemental. Oh, oh no! Yeah, what's a sketch is kind of sugarcoating it. He botched. <laughs> but botching an initiative doesn't mean anything because it's not an, a check that. It's not the worst. Means anything. But for flavor, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't like trip over his shoelaces. He just goes last. I like to think that Roland was just so dedicated to getting another whip pun out that he just was too slow to actually start fighting. <laughs> All right. Here's how this episode opens up. Roland pushes Zoe out of the way, rolls out his whip, enchants it with his channel divinity to give it magic. Mm-hmm. And the air elemental blasts through the window. Uh, shards of glass shoot into the party as this hurricane, tornado, wind man bears down on him and to describe this creature really quickly if you've ever seen hercules <laughs> you know the wind titan right <laughs> it's basically that it's a it's a tornado but with arms and the arms are also tornadoes has the cg also not aged well here no it's like roland's like mm, i've seen better green screens <laughs> mm-hmm. okay but what the air elemental does for its first attack is it uses one of its tornado arms to suck up shards of glass and the other it points at roland and shoots a machine gun i thought you were gonna say you have a machine gun sound effect to play for us but <laughs> you're just gonna play over the air just to to right just in case we don't know what a machine gun made from shards of glass sounds like there's the whooshing of wind as you are hit by a hail or maybe hit i'm gonna roll uh by a hail of glass shards that it fires out of its other whirling arm here we go so rude Oh, oh no. <laughs> Off to a fantastic oh. start. I'm so sorry, Skitch. That's not even a third of my health right now, so. <laughs> oh my god, so sturdy. Roland takes 20 damage as he is perforated by shards of glass, and it is his turn. Well, in my case, uh, what's nice about having a whip is that it is a reach weapon, so I don't even need to get adjacent to the thing to make an attack. But before I attack, I want to do something really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, are we roughly about a mile away from our headquarters? 
if if it's more interesting for it to be that close than it is. Okay, um, Roland is going to mentally communicate with Trinity back at base because he can always communicate with it telepathically if it's within a mile of him, and he's going to instruct it to approach his location effectively, mainly because there's some equipment he always has kind of stored as backup on the horse. So, so you osseo Trinity. Yes. <laughs> Someone got it. Oh my god. <laughs> and then Roland is going to simply move in and just start by making an attack against the air elemental uh, with his whip. So he rolls a 15 on the attack. That hits. All right. Um, he's also going to use a... Uh, he's going to expend one of his level 1 spell slots to do Divine Smite against the creature. So the, the amount of damage he'll do is he does 20 damage to the air elemental on his first attack. As the whip snaps in the air, creating a almost thunderous sort of spark, and there's traces of light lacing the whip as well as the impact point when it strikes the elemental. So normally a whip wouldn't do anything mm-hmm. to an air elemental because it's just wind. You would just kind of push it around. You just kind of mix them up. Right. But since it's laced with magic, you basically shred a slice out of it. It loses some structural integrity. You take a chunk out of it. That would look like it did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are still riddled with broken glass, and as the air elemental's second attack, it uses one of its arms to suck up the shards of the vase <laughs> that Zoe broke last episode. And with its other arms, it does the same attack again. 19. All right, and here we go again. 13 damage. Okay. Now, this fight's going on. Everyone else can still, if you guys want to chime in or if you just want to let this play out, what's happening in the background as Roland and the air elemental swap blows is the skeletons have started gathering around the outside, like a crowd around you guys, kind of like a half circle. And they're standing around like a crowd and they're clapping like rhythmically. So they're like, (laughs) and they're like cheering you on and they're all really excited. They think we're dancing, don't they? You don't know what they think you're doing, but it's very similar to the reaction when Zoe teleported into the room, hit the vase, and they all gather around to watch. They seem like they, they really only acknowledge you when they think you're entertaining. And this is entertaining. Right. Um, new attack, so the first attack comes in, uh, 28. Definitely a hit. I'm going to use another invocation of Divine Smite with a level 1 spell. 24 damage on that hero. That's almost max damage. So the air elemental smashes it in the window and starts just machine gunning you with various sharp shards. Mm-hmm. And you're just whipping it brutally, just taking huge magical chunks out of it as the skeleton crowd around you claps and claps and claps. Zoe, what are you doing? He pushed you out of the way... To safety, it was a bit rude, but he was thinking in your best interest. Do you just kind of chill on the ground and watch? What are you doing while this is happening? I imagine if she could, she'd actually try to cast a spell, which I feel like is a bad idea since this is all coming from me casting. But <laughs> who knows what else could you could make a fire elemental by accident, you know? Oh, then they could tag team. I I feel <laughs> like she would try to help, and because Roland's kind of already front and center with it, uh, I think what she's going to do is essentially cast uh, haste on him because I believe she'd be within uh, close enough for that. Choose a willing creature that you can see, and you basically fill them up with. Uh, Extra speed, which makes them harder to hit, uh, gives them an uh, advantage on dexterity, and also gives them an extra action each turn, which can be used for an attack. This is a, a if you've ever played any of the Final Fantasy games, this is like casting haste on yourself, which is mm-hmm. amusing because it's the same name. Oh, okay. So you hold out your hands, and Roland is filled with a revigorating energy, but of course you just burned another spell slot, so it's D20 time. Oh, no. All right. Oh, no. Well, there are good ones on here, right? Be 
before I make this roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, I could roll this, and it's like, pizza party or something, right? Of course. Yeah, there's there's good ones, bad ones, and then just ones that are for fun that I don't really mean anything. All right. Well, that's an 18. That's an 18. Is that good, though? We're about to find out. Oh, no. I don't like that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nope. I don't like that at all. So this isn't bad. Oh. Okay. I don't know if it's good, though. So what happens is, I put some on here that <laughs> that are a little spicy. Um, you hold out your hands, Roland is filled with magic, and then Roland, you see out of the corner of your eye, a magical shadow of Zoe kind of peel off of Zoe, and now there are two Zoes, and one of them goes running off into the party. Awesome. You have magically and accidentally cloned yourself. Question. Yeah. Um, is magic clone Zoe temporary, or do we just have a new Zoe? <laughs> None of you know yet. Okay, fair enough. I All right. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't know. Um, I'm still being flung up or something. So, Question real quick. Is Zoe aware this happened? You, you mentioned Roland saw it out of the corner eye, but did, did Zoe have any idea that it just happened? No. Okay. But now, Roland, you're full of haste energy and magic energy, and you're smiting, and you're tearing this error elemental apart with your magic whip. At this point, it's actually going to start floating back out the window, out the way it came, because you're <laughs> you're ripping it apart to an extent where it's having trouble holding together. Uh, are you going to let it go, or are you going to pursue it? Um, He'll pursue it at this point. So the crowd continues closing in and clapping as Roland chases the error elemental out the smashed window and into the yard. Uh, which is covered in bones, <laughs> the bones of the skeletons who are out here who have been scattered. Right. I guess you can roll to execute this thing as it tries to escape you. Yeah, so he's going to move in, reel back in, fling out the lip in an attempt to stop this party ruiner that is this air elemental. The attack roll, that's, that's a uh, miss on the first attack roll. Oh. That's a botch, in fact. It's, yes. Um, so you snap out your whip, and it blasts a wave of wind at you, mm -hmm. uh, taking advantage of you being off balance, mm -hmm. and it actually uh, gets a speed boost and goes out through the fence. You can continue chasing it, but it's now put enough distance between you because of your botch where this is going to have to continue outside the yard if you really want to execute him. Partially that's okay because I have a dash as a bonus action as well, so I can run it down a bit more easily. Mm-hmm. So he will continue to pursue at that point. Okay, so Roland is going to chase this air elemental out of Hawthorne House and into Ilium proper. In the meantime, let's cut to Bumbershoot real quick. Yeah. Um, once again, Pulp Fictioning, because things are happening simultaneously. Right before this fight breaks out, you shoulder-checked Lady Nim, <laughs> the yep. boss of the Lilies. Yeah. Just a real quick rundown of her description again because we need to get familiar with these characters she is a ghostly pale woman you can see the blue veins through her skin and she's wearing like a very loud red dress mm -hmm. she just looks commanding and very evil you didn't take kindly to her attitude bumped her and she snapped her fingers and you suddenly found yourself falling into the ceiling all right i want to i want to do two things as i'm falling to the ceiling mm -hmm. one is i drop all my self-aware because that <laughs> That is gone, like in a really like like a cacophony of sound. Okay, all of my silverware is gone. Um, I feel like that's that's a fair consequence to my action. Uh, I can't. I don't. I shouldn't have that. Um, second thing is before I hit the, the ceiling, uh, Bumbershoot is kind of a coward, um, and he doesn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so he mists 
He turns into mist, which is my uh, vampire shape uh, power, uh, which means I can transform into a bat, wolf, or mist for up to an hour. I can only regain after a long rest for uh, the audience. And he just gets the fuck out of there. He he is scared. <laughs> he doesn't want any more of Nim. He realizes he made a mistake, and he is going to try to exit um, the, the mansion through the nearest uh, crack in the window or open door that he can find. Like, he is gone. Okay, so you're escaping from the mansion, too. Oh, yeah, I'm getting out of there, and I'm going to try to avoid getting sucked in to a from an air elemental <laughs> as this is happening. Just, just to let you know, I'm flying high. Yeah, I imagine you see this fight, too, and you're like, I don't want none of that. Nope, done. No, I'm... I'm <laughs> you abandon your friend who is bleeding and perforated by various sharp things, and you just go over the front door. This was not his... This was not part of the plan. I feel like I'm completely justified in leaving. There is nothing... Our mission was to find Hawthorne. Hawthorne is clearly not here. We're done here now. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, from the investigation check last episode, Roland knows Hawthorne is not going to make a personal appearance at the party. That does not mean Hawthorne is not in the house. Right. That, that That's entirely fair, but Bumbershoot believes that this is not going to happen since he has uh, examined the um, impossible staircase, and, he, and he's, he's, he's scared, he thinks this is a trap, and he's getting out of there. <laughs> As you are flung towards the ceiling, all of your silverware pours out of your pockets and various pouches, <laughs> and it actually flies straight up, and the knives and forks stick point first into the ceiling. You've basically, like, riddled the ceiling with cutlery <laughs> and then you cool. turn into mist and start floating towards the door and as you do you hear lady nim like kind of giggle she's like <laughs> behind her hand very politely mm -hmm. she just uh you don't see this but for everyone else she just waves as you float away <laughs> meanwhile theodora everyone's favorite nixie that's me uh you just finished ransacking the master bedroom you have a portrait of two people you have a wedding ring and you have some scientific notes. What do you do next? I like to think I go to rejoin the party because I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to show everybody what I found. <laughs> and then communitypizza.gif? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you unlock the door and you open it and you're back in the hallway. And across the hallway from you, you see Claudia Rock, the human, leaning against the wall across from you. She looks relaxed and cool, leaning up against the wall. She lights a cigarette. With a match, puts the matchbook back into her messenger bag, takes a drag and says, Theodora the Explorer, what are you looking for? Nothing. <laughs> That's a really good lie. You got me. S suck it, Claudia. <laughs> Aww, there's no need to be mean. Why are you here? What you doing? Just casually smoking cigarettes in other people's homes? That doesn't seem very nice. Oh, <laughs> you caught me. Take me away. She holds out her arms theatrically, still holding the cigarette, like, clap me in irons. Dora fakes clapping her in irons. <laughs> she actually does laugh. And she says, uh, it's a shame that you uh, threw your lot in with your those goofuses. What? Why do you say that? Because we're pretty good, but we could always be better. And you're the only one of them with any talent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She just takes a long drag and just like looks, uh, she's like, just like looking over you to see if you have anything like obvious that you stole from the room as a clue, but you think you put it in your bag. So she doesn't really see anything. Also, I have a cloak, so I just like hide shit in there. Yeah. And she wasn't hiding it. She was just like looking you over. Just like, do you have a, you know, a map or something? I've written now. 
Hey, so what do you think is going on with those uh those stairs? Because I'm sure you've been up there already, right? Yeah, some kind of magic, whatever it is. Uh, there's got to be like a password or some kind of because whoever uses this house, it would be really inconvenient if they had to do it like a 12 hour ritual every time they wanted to go check upstairs, right? So I imagine it's actually whatever it is is pretty simple once you figure out the trick to it. That's a good point. Thank you, Claudia. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> All right. If you see Robin, tell him to stop messing around. I will tell him to keep messing around. <laughs> Damn, foiled. <laughs> <laughs> Defeated by the smarts of the crab lady. You know you love my crabs. <laughs> That's a good sentence. <laughs> So I go out thinking, oh boy, I just thought of something else good. I better go tell the dudes. Yeah. Theodora, you find yourself back in the main party room where a crowd of skeletons is gathered around a fight and they are super psyched as Roland chases the air elemental out into the yard. Roland, do you want to vault this fence? Oh yeah, you're hasted too, so. I'll roll athletics to vault the fence. I botched that as well. Oh no! Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my. I like how you're intentionally trying to set me up for failure here, Austin. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you got that idea. This is all very unlikely. Um Yeah, I wish you could see the Rule 20, everybody. There's just these two botches in a row. It's not me, I promise. Um so you are very fast. I think you get your armor you, Oh no. You get your fancy suit caught up in the, the spikes at the top of the fence. Uh-huh. And uh so here's here's the interesting thing. Do you ruin Theodora's prince? suit to rip yourself free and just get over yes oh yes yes <laughs> okay i was gonna try to phrase the other one to make it sound appealing but you're like no 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 roland's mentality right now is that if he doesn't stop the air elemental it's going to hurt other people in ilium so like he he can't delay getting to it so all right so you shred your costume uh and you take off after the air elemental which is moving away from hawthorne house and into the the residential part of Ilium, just where people live and stuff. And in the distance, you can see Trinity, who is much faster than you and is coming to your aid. And I guess you, basically you can author the rest of the scene now because it's just these three characters and you control two of them and one is badly wounded. So, Right. Basically, what it amounts to is like Roland mounts onto Trinity easily because that's one of the other things about Find Steed is that it's like, almost effortless to get onto the horse because it is magically controlled and such. So it's basically him getting on Trinity, getting his shield out to give him a little extra protection and just chasing down the elemental so that he can put an end to it before it does any more damage to the rest of Ilium. I mean, you go full out, full speed on Trinity and you're riding next to it and then kind of like past it and you just whip it in half in like a big uh, magical arc because your whip is endowed with your divinity. And so with like a mighty sweep, you bifurcate this fleeing being and it uh, just bursts into non-sentient wind and rejoins the atmosphere. As you slow down Trinity, you're now in armor and you have your shield, which the horse brought you. Mm -hmm. So you look like a proper knight and you've just done some heroic knightly stuff, but you are now a bit away from the party. Yep. Once that's done, he's going to... Notice how far away he is from the party and then just proceed to return back to Hawthorne Manor on Trinity. So what did Zoe do during this? Because it takes Roland a little bit to go on his little adventure. Uh, Once Roland leaves, essentially, and is out the window, she's kind of, you know, she's giving him haste. She's leaving that to him. 
So I think she's actually the first thing she would do is look for others. And I imagine uh, she might also look towards other individuals at the party, which I think the only person near the uh, party room was Lady Nim at that point. Lady Nim and Garrick the Great, the wizard man in the top hat who was snooty, but not in a way that Wimbershoot liked, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's an asshole, so we're not talking to him. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And Theodora uh, enters this room. The skeletons who are gathered around to watch the fight, as the fight leaves, they once again just kind of go, oh, this is over. And they start to go back to what they were doing before, just kind of going through the motions of this party, which it's kind of creepy, the way that they, their attention... Uh, just wildly swings between things if uh if roland is going back towards uh the mansion then uh mist bumbershoot feels more secure because he is the big bad boy and uh i'm gonna say bumbershoot rematerializes on the horse right behind roland (laughs) okay how's that exchange go (laughs) get off (laughs) (laughs) bumbershoot bumbershoot does but then sort of sort of just walks next to the next to the horse all <laughs> like with a dejected face or anything or is he just like no that's fair that's fair <laughs> <laughs> he's like he, he, does, he doesn't he doesn't cross people who he knows could probably beat him in a fight um but now that uh roland's back then he's like <laughs> feels more secure and they, he, he walks next to the horse and says we should probably watch out for lady nim she's a boastful cockalorum <laughs> <laughs> you googled that you're like old-timey word for meanie i have like I've done a lot of research on this. Yeah, I bet. Roland just sort of like works an eyebrow and says, I thought that was fairly obvious there, but what gave you the tip off? Well, she sent me into the ceiling for one thing. That probably was pretty fun. <laughs> and now there's like a, a punji trap of cutlery up there. <laughs> if anybody else wants to start stuff. Also, Roland, let's not forget, is like bleeding a bit and has yeah. some stuff sticking in him. I don't know if you want to take care of that or comment on it, but that happened. What's your health looking like? I'm at half health, actually. Thirty-three out of sixty-six. So I'm 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 pretty roughed up, but like Roland's not gonna really show that he's too hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Bumbershoot looks at all the blood and twitches a little, but then restrains himself. Does he lick his lips like a dog when he sees a snack? I'm going to say his ears wiggle, and that is his thing. That's his, that's his tell. So if we're playing poker, <laughs> and, and, and if we're playing poker and your ear wiggles, that tells us that, hmm, I'm kind of hungry for blood right now. Right. So if I uh, go up and, and talk to Lady Nim, would that be okay? Like, I think Zoe would kind of walk up and be like, uh, excuse me, uh, are you okay? <laughs> You're asking Lady Nim if she's okay? Well, I don't know if she was that close to the fight that she had, like, seen it, but, uh, you know, Zoe's kind of always a little guilty whenever one of her wild magics causes something that does damage. So I guess just a part of her that kind of just wants to make sure everyone else is okay. I mean, the skeletons, who gives a crap? They're skeletons. <laughs> They're not people. Lady Nim actually kind of like kneels down and she says, uh, I'm fine. How, wh- how are you? Are, are you okay? Me? I am. I'm, I'm fine. What are you doing with those brutes? Rolling? Like, she's going to tilt her head to the side like a dog kind of does. Like, she doesn't quite understand what he means by, like, a brute with Roland. Yeah, what are you doing with Church Boy and Butterscotch? Oh, um, I'm, I'm, uh, and she's like, you can see here she's actually, like, trying to rack her maid for a moment. She's like, I'm an avant-garde! She forgot the team name for a moment. Oh, my condolences. Um, and you you see there's, like, a moment where she's, uh, kind of unsure what to say, and she's like, um... I apologize if this is rude, but, um, what are you? Like, 
I just don't think I've seen anyone that looks like you before. No, there's nobody else quite like me. Cue musical number. <laughs> <laughs> can I walk up? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Um, I did have a question though. What is what is like my standing with uh, Lady Nim? Uh, I mean, that's up to you. If you want to have a particular one, it's been established that you are relatively friendly with the lilies. But I imagine you don't have that much personal time, like face-to-face time with her, just because she's very busy and important. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Okay. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, what's going on here? <laughs> Lady Nim turns to you and says, crabs, I was just talking to your uh, newest recruit. You're picking them a bit young and small these days, huh? Is that some kind of strategy to uh, get through mouse holes and crawl spaces? What's going on? Seems to work for me, so, you know, thought we could use some more of me around the office. <laughs> I've had the same thought many times. If only I could have an organization of only me, what a world that would be. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna, like, do that thing where I'm, like, fake hugging Zoe, like, with one arm, and I whisper in her ear, What is going on? <laughs> um, I don't know all the details, but shit got a little bit crazy. I could tell you why the window's broken and why Roland's gone, but I can't tell you why salad forks are falling from the ceiling. Yeah, for- forks are raining down on the scene, and also when Zoe and Theodora are kind of doing this, like, fake hug thing, some skeletons look over, and then you see some skeletons doing it. <laughs> this fake hug thing. And then suddenly, there's two skeletons waltzing, and then some other ones walk up, and they extend hands to Lady Nim, as if to ask her to dance, and then the music increases in intensity and you guys suddenly find yourself in the middle of a skeleton dance floor lady nim takes the skeleton's hand by the way she just shrugs and says look what you've done now you're welcome oh your fault crabs (laughs) but she is swept away as uh this party gets much dancier around you guys dora's gonna grab uh zoe's hand and say come on follow me and take her back towards the bedroom. So this house now, to be clear, the rooms that you're aware of are the party room, master bedroom, door that leads to a staircase that leads to a cellar, and then there's another locked door that you haven't investigated yet. And that's everything on the first floor. And I guess the infinite staircase. Yeah. And while I'm taking her to the bedroom, I am going to send a message to... I don't think I trust Bumbles, so probably Roland, because I have messages a cantrip, and be like, Hey, meet us at the master bedroom. The spell message allows you to send messages over, what's the distance? It's 120 feet. But, you know what we could do? Oh. Pineapple. Oh, you, you right. Uh, so as soon as you say pineapple out loud, you hear Winifred go, Hello, yes, it's me, your boy Winnie. Your boy. It's your boy. He starts off like it's a Jason Derulo song. He has to let us know who he is. <laughs> okay, you got you got Winnie on line one. What's up? Uh, hey, Winnie, could you send a message to Roland and uh... the way everyone pronounces Roland is weird to me. It's, we all know it. There, it's E N, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I I add the D. I think subconsciously. Yeah, please don't take that quote out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to. Oh my. Um, so you say, can you send a message to Roland? And Winifred says, nope. <laughs> That's not how it works. He has to think pineapple. He has to say pineapple. All right, well, if if he does, then could you let him know to come to the master bedroom? Sure, I can do that. Thanks. Um, 
goodbye, pineapple. I, I don't know how to close it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, wait a sec. And then he gets cut off. <laughs> wait, he says, wait a sec? Yeah. Um, pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's your boy Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were trying to say something when I hung up? Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm doing research back here while you guys are off on the mission. Oh, uh, what do you have? Uh, so I was looking through some journals and stuff I found. It looks like there's an incident here that somebody wrote about, and they died like a week later. So there's not much else. But before they were so cruelly cut short, uh, they recorded an incident where someone named, uh, let me see here, Maximilian Hawthorne killed a wizard. Apparently, he used some sort of um, dragon bone staff. So I guess it's like a, a wizard staff made out of a dragon's bone, and he just, he defeated a wizard. Here in Ilium? Yeah. Decades ago. This is very long time ago. Everybody who was around is dead, apparently. Is this the same Hawthorne? <laughs> That's up to you, detective. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I found. It's the only mention of Hawthorne I can dig up so far. Oh, uh, thanks for the info. Anything else? No. How's the how's your first mission going, Zoe? Um, I'll tell you when I get back. Pineapple out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, and the line goes dead. You guys are in the hallway. Okay, when we get into the bedroom, I want to lock the door behind us. Yeah, if you want to go in the bedroom and lock the door, you can go in the bedroom and lock the door. Okay, so we do that. And then I'm going to say, Zoe, help me. I have a lot of shit, and I need you to help me read it all, because I only have two eyes <laughs> that actually work as eyeballs, not not the rest of them. Oh, uh, okay. W- what do you need me to look at? So I'm going to go get the pile of portraits, and be like, look through these to see if there's any names on any of these portraits. Yeah, uh, would that be like a perception or investigation? No, I mean, you just flip, you guys flip through the portraits, They're, none of them are named, because whoever had them made knows what their names are. So they didn't, it's not like they wrote their name in all their underwear or anything. <laughs> okay. But if you want to look through the scientific notes, that's an intelligence check. Okay. Yeah. Help me look through these notes. I don't know how to science. The only science I know is crab science. <laughs> well, I rolled a four, so I'm not going to be very good at helping you with science. Oh, God. Well, the person who can help you is on his way, so. I rolled a nine. So a four and a nine, you guys look through these scientific notes and you think it is a recipe for pudding. We should try to make this. It looks like pudding to me, but I feel like it's probably not pudding. Where do you find sulfur? Is that like sugar? You guys think you should probably check the kitchen. Can we get to the kitchen? Uh, There's one door you haven't checked down here and you haven't found a kitchen yet. All right, let's go look in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> just. I don't know where the other two went. Whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> wow. They're not going to get any pudding. <laughs> So as Theodora and Zoe go on Pudding Quest, Bumbleshoot, I can't, I can't his name right now, Bumbershoot and Roland make their way back to the front door. I assume you're going to leave the horse outside and walk back in? Yep. All right, you guys fling open the doors to the party, and it is in full skeletal swing. You know that scene in Titanic where they're below deck with all the, uh, the Irish immigrants and the cameras spinning around and around? It's like that, but with skeletons. <laughs> Great. When you said skeleton swing, I was kind of hoping they were all, like, swing dancing. Oh, I mean, they are now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's happening now. They switched it up. Mm. Paladins would have a field day with this. Uh, all right, we need to find the others, if they're still here, at least. Also, Roland looks at his uh, clothes, and he just says, 
I'm going to need to do some crab deliveries again, I think. <laughs> From the middle of the dance floor, you hear someone yell, Hey, look, Butter Biscuit's back. <laughs> 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 and Lady Nim laughs to herself as she <laughs> dances away. She's like, good one, I did it. Yep. I'm going to kill that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what did t- what does team dad do i'm i'm definitely following roland roland's going to uh glance around and then uh he's going to invoke uh pineapple <laughs> hey it's your boy winnie what's up so friend have you heard any contact from the others yep i just talked to zoe zoe yep she hung up on me roland <laughs> I'll 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 be sure to remind her that that is not proper protocol. But just uh, can you take down a reminder that I'm going to be on crab delivery duty next time, again. Wait, why? This is for Austin. Uh, because he he tore up uh Dora's outfit that she made. Aww. So he has so he he has to pay that debt in some form. So he does he's doing crab deliveries next time. So. Oh no! I'm starting to really like this character. <laughs> I'm going to feel bad. Then next time you get shot full of glass. Um, <laughs> all right. I took that note. All right. Also, I found this thing. And he tells you the same thing. Maximilian Hawthorne, Dragonbone Staff, Wizard Murder. Interesting. Dragonbone. Um, can I just do a quick, like, mental check to see if like there's any significance about that type of staff? History? Uh, 21 on the check. Ooh, Ooh Christ. Yeah, dragons are inherently magical, mm-hmm. so anything made from them would be more powerful. The significance of making it from a dragon bone specifically also means it's probably very difficult to break. So like if you have a, your normal wizard staff, right. it can cast very strong spells, but also a, a warrior can just kick it in half. <laughs> uh, right. This has both the benefits of powerful magic and durability. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and and given where Ilium's located, possessing such an item, you can't just go to the nearby Dragonbone Staff store and pick up, you know, a fresh batch. Oh yeah, you you got you got to source your product from from the source. Dragons are mythologically rare, uh, basically impossible to kill, and everything in and around them is very valuable. So yeah, pretty big deal. All right, thank you for that, friend. I'm gonna see if we can rendezvous and gather up our information here properly anything else anything else for you fred nope that's all i got i'm still looking up stuff and you hear the sound of shuffling paper and then a stack of books collapsing and he's like oops don't don't work yourself too hard fred rolling out bye (sighs) so at this point roland is going to just he sees that neither dora nor zoe are in the dance room so he's just going to peruse outside of there to see if he can find where they are Yep, so there's three doors. One's unlocked. And you can check you can check the unlocked one. Mm-hmm. That's the master bedroom and there's two locked ones that you don't know what's on the other side of. All right, well, he's got to check the unlocked one just to see who's in there. You poke your head into the master bedroom and uh all of the important stuff has been taken, but I guess you can look around and get a sense of it. Yeah, I take it that Tor- Dora took the papers when they left to go to the kitchen. Oh hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Roland's just going to shrug and then just continue to search around. The question is, do you want to break any doors that you come across, lockpick them, or just wait for Dora and Zoe to... How did they get in there? So, yeah, so let's cut there and find out. All right, so Zoe and Theodora, you guys come across the locked door. 
and uh, you pretty much know it's the kitchen because there you haven't seen one yet, and there's only one door that you haven't tried, and it's locked. Can I try to pick the lock? What do you have that you could use to pick a lock? Needles. Aren't those stabbing needles? Are they small enough to fit in a door lock? Well, I brought the daggery ones, and I still, like... I mean, maybe our pictures are different in my head, but I, they're, like... I imagine them still, like, needles. Like, they're, like... Knitting needles are big, but also thin, if that makes sense. So, here's my hesitancy to just let you use the needles, is because Bumbershoot had to take something specifically to get thieves' tools, yep. and it feels unfair to give it to you for free when he had to kind of make a character choice to commit to that, if that makes sense. Wait, I have thieves' tools in my equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, is, doesn't she also have a thing? Yeah, they're my equipment. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, or you could have just mentioned that as the first thing you wanted to use. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> or fuck me. That's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, why not? I kid, I kid. Hey, this toilet's plugged. I could I could put dynamite down to blow it up. I mean, I have a plunger over there, but we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, so sleight of hand check with a proficiency bonus on top, I guess. I'm going to use the thief stools. I rolled a nine. All right, so... Zoe, you see Theodora trying to pick this lock, and she doesn't look, seem like she's having a great time of it. Is there anything you want to do to assist her? Um, how big is the lock? Is this like an old timey, like big keyhole kind of lock? <laughs> what you- I, 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 I want to ask because I want to see if it would be possible to see through it to the other side. I'm no, I'm, I'm no locksmith. <laughs> what could you do through seeing through the other side that would be interesting? I, if I could see it. I could misty step into the room and unlock it from the other side. How about you can peek under the door frame, maybe? Okay. Yeah, if I can, if I could do that, and it doesn't look like there's like a werewolf on the other side of the door about <laughs> to eat me, then I would like to, boom, Goku instant transmission into the room. All right. So you get down, you kind of peek. Uh, there's just like the tiniest sliver, but you can see floor on the other side, and that counts as a space you can see that's unoccupied because it's floor. Or wh- how did you want to do it? You wanted to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Yeah, I drag a ball Z, so she's like, I'll be right back, zunk. All right, so you know that's going to be another wild magic, right? Well, yeah, but I'm, you know, I I figure (laughs) (laughs) we already haven't solved the last one that's going on. Why worry about it? Eight. We've already created the villain for the campaign with the clone, so. (laughs) You guys aren't going to believe me. What? You're not. You're going to think I'm making this up. Yeah. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Fuck, this is really good. All right. Zoe? Yes. <laughs> you drag a ball Z into the room. Okay. You fi- you see yourself in like a pretty big kitchen. Like this is a kitchen of a nice house. So there's like multiple countertops and it's like all silver and stuff. And as soon as you appear, there is kind of a wave of magic that emanates from around you. And you hear the sound of the door unlocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Roland and Bumbershoot, you're walking down the hallways, and this wave of magic passes through you, and you hear the sound of every door in the house unlocking. I wonder if that affects the staircase in some way. I just thought the same thing. I swear to God, eight is every door unlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, all throughout Ilium, this wave spreads, and every door in the entire city unlocks. Oh, shit. Um, I mean, people are going to notice and relock them, but that's what that did. Roland's gonna hear the doors unlock. Mm-hmm. Can I just do like a quick like intelligence check or investigation check to see if he gets an idea uh, related to this real quick? I mean, you saw the magic. It was like a green wave that just kind of uh, yeah. emanated out from the epicenter of Zoe. So you can Arcana if you want. 
nope, I bounced in that role. So like he's just like he's he's gonna be just like, well, that was weird, and move on. So the third botch of the night, fourth from Roland, fourth. Yeah. Holy Christ, are you haunted, dude? Uh, no. A five percent chance is a fairly high chance for something to happen. So it's true, but uh, Roland, you think magic? We're under attack. It's begun. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll Arcana as well. And I crit, so I only crit, so that's good. So, uh, Bumber Shoot instantly knows what just happened, and, uh, he, um, he, he. Despite no training. <laughs> anyway. Right, doesn't matter. Um, he figures it out, uh, he says, Pineapple. <laughs> it's your boy, Winifred. You guys are really chatty tonight. What's up? Winifred, lock all the doors right now. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and then, and then he, then he hangs up. He hangs up. <laughs> That's it. Oh, Done. this season is very good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, with uh, since Bumbershoot figures out what's going on, uh, he he walks over to the door that was like previously locked and tries to go in. I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, so, yeah. So you guys can open one door and you see a staircase down to a cellar, and you can go down there, or you could go and you could find the kitchen where Zoe and Theodora are. I'm gonna say Bumbershoot just goes to the kitchen. All right. Uh, Roland goes with. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Theodora and Zoe are going to have like a minute head start on this scene, but you guys are going to join them shortly. Zoe, you teleport into this room. The door unlocks. So like when all like the door opens as she just unlocked it, she's just like, I think she's almost going to like take this. Like she doesn't usually get to have credit for these sort of things. So she's almost going to be like kind of a little like embracing it. Like, yeah, I did it. I'm awesome. You know. High five. Woo. We high five. <laughs> it's a dope high five. Like, really loud. Uh, I would like to un- start rifling through shit. Alright, investigation. Uh-huh. To search the kitchen. But in, like, a really rude manner, so I'm, like, just throwing shit all over the place. And also, I rolled a 20. Wow, so you do it- you search this kitchen rudely and crudely. Yeah. As per your wishes. Um, so the first thing you notice with 20 is that there's a servant's entrance slash exit in here. That was mentioned during the, um... The dossier stuff um but you're on the other side now so that's not really an issue uh, the other thing is there is stuff to make food in here um one of the things you guys noticed about the party is there's not actually anything edible but conceivably someone could use this to make food and it's stocked to do so which is uh interesting is it dusty nope in fact with a 20 you notice not only is it not dusty but there are conspicuous clean spots all over here like streaks of clean all around this room that stick out to you conspicuously. And you find out why very quickly because you open up one of the cabinets because you're investigating. And inside you see Robin Rock. What are you doing here? <laughs> Robin flops out of the cabinet, <laughs> sliding across the kitchen counter and takes shape on the ground next to you. You already know Robin, so you already know his whole deal. Robin is an ooze. Aww. A Dungeons and Dragons creature, which is essentially sentient slime. He hasn't always been this way, but as you know, back outside of Ilium, Robin and Claudia, they worked on experiments, illegal experiments, to try to remove and attach souls to things that shouldn't have them. (laughs) 
and one of their experiments went wrong, and Robin's soul was bound to an ooze, a slime, this acidic, gelatinous, crawling thing. And since their experiments were illegal, there's not much they could do about it, and they were wanted, so they fled to Ilium to try to find a cure. And so Robin is now in this slimy, oozy body. He's kind of a, a light green color. Uh, one, the, probably the most famous form of this creature is the gelatinous cube. Mm-hmm. And he can be a cube if he so desires. Mm. He spends most of his time in, in the form which you see him take now, which is the form of a very lithe, effeminate elf who just happens to be made of slime. The picture I have of him is of like a Sailor Moon villain. Yes. <laughs> like very pretty and idealized because he can take any form he wants. So why not be as beautiful as possible? Um, and he takes that form. You also know that Robin can't talk, but he can rearrange his slime and to spell stuff out so he can communicate. So you say, what are you doing here? Uh, Robin's hand forms the letters. Yo. I ran in. Oh, it's slime princess. Um, <laughs> I ran into Claudia and like, she wanted me to tell you something about TBH. I wasn't listening that closely. So <laughs> you might want to go get up with her. <laughs> now every time robin talks i'm gonna speak in a voice but it's it's really him spelling it out to answer you mm-hmm. so you say you're not gonna deliver claudia's message and uh robin says ha ha <laughs> yeah no jokes on her hey <laughs> mean oh you know i love you guys kind of <laughs> question mark <laughs> eh. what'd you find in here tell me give me all your secrets <laughs> <laughs> Robin wags a finger at you and winks. And you see everywhere Robin steps because slimes are uh, acidic and immediately dissolve all biological matter, but leave non-biological matter untouched. It, it, he essentially erases dust and dirt anywhere he goes. He's just like, a, he instantly cleans everything he touches. So that's probably handy around the house. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You'll hide, hide your evidence as you move. I'm going to whisper over to Zoe investigate the slime trails on it uh i I would like to see where the slime trails seem to have come and gone and see if i could pick up any idea on what uh uh robin was looking through uh investigation that is not a good skill for me but i have confidence that's a two (laughs) zoe you start looking around the kitchen to try to figure out what if anything robin has already found and you bump head first into the knee of Roland Hawklight, who has just entered the room, and you fall back on land on your tush. Do I notice this? It's up to you guys. You're all in the kitchen now, so you can all just roleplay. Okay, I'm gonna say to um, Robin, Oh shit, it looks like Bumbles and Roland are here. You might want to hide, because I don't think Bumbles likes you very much. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Robin says, bring it with each hand at you. <laughs> One in each. Holds them out. Uh, you guys all know that touching Robin is essentially a death sentence, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> He's made of acid. I feel like you'd do it anyway. He jiggles aggressively at you. Ah! <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say that phrase, I'll be honest. Bumbershoot walks into the room, finds the rest of the party, and says, Worst party! One out of ten would not party again. Is it because you got owned? Look, let's not bicker and argue about who owned whom and get out of here. I agree. What do you mean, get out of here? Well, what else do we have to do? Did you find anything useful, Dora? 
Oh, I found so much, and then I show him all my all my stuff. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my investigation to look at the papers that she has, or intelligence, either way. Yep, twenty. Oh, Oof. all right, all right. So you look through these scientific notes, and since you're the smartest, you are the one who's who the story dictates would probably be able to figure this out. And I'm glad the dice agree. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff going on here, and what it looks like it is mostly about is the construction of some sort of device. And there are a bunch of diagrams that are kind of hard to parse, but it seems like there's some kind of um, there's some kind of containment unit using powerful magics that whoever was taking these notes was trying to build. So it's like the schematics and the notes of this device. It's necromantic, right? In in purpose. So it's so so it's a necromantic device of sorts. Yeah, it seems like someone built some kind of necromancy device. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Let's, I'm trying to give you a little bit more for a 20. It's not a phylactery. Mm. Um, that's the kind of the traditional route this would go in most D&D campaigns. Right. It's not a lich situation. Yeah, yeah. phylactery is a thing that is where the soul of a lich is sustained. So even if you kill the body, mm-hmm. as long as the phylactery persists, the lich can still come back. Yeah, it's not that because it's not, and this is, I guess, the point I really want to hit home. It's not, these notes aren't really too focused on the magic like there's magic involved but there's a lot of mechanical stuff like there's architecture involved in here in a way uh one conclusion roland draws is that this is stuff that is about magic but not written by someone who's a specialist at it no they're definitely super good at magic it's just that why why theodora didn't like instantly have like advantage on it or something is because there's like an architectural element Mm. there's like springs and levers and latches and locks Mm. Like a hammer was required to build this, and like a phylactery is like you know a gem or right, right, right. a vial or something. But so like someone had to to put on some overalls and like tape measure this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'd like to think while Roland's investigating, Dora's just jiggling at Robin. <laughs> you guys are gonna have a jiggle off? Yeah. All right. Performance check to jiggle. Right. Oh, hey, I'm not bad at jiggling. Or... Robin has uh, advantage on jiggle checks. I botched my jiggle. <laughs> oh. I botched my jiggle. Twenty four to jiggle. <laughs> he is a profoundly adept jiggler. There, you know. I like collapse dramatically. <laughs> you feel a deep shame in your jiggling abilities. Shame has been brought to your life. You didn't even know it was possible to jiggle that way. And <laughs> after Robin gets finished jiggle serving you, he says, bye, with a bunch of extra Y's and E's and slides out of the room, back into the party. I love that guy. Question for you. Um, could we assume that uh, Roland has told us what he kind of learned last time? Unless you guys are holding anything specifically back, everyone shares everything. Yeah. Because last time I recall, Roland had an opportunity to try to roll an insight check to see if he could figure out kind of a correlation between why all these people were kind of invited to this party that the host had no intention of showing up at. Yeah, he unfortunately really wanged the insight check. His investigation yeah. was dope, but the insight is beyond the grasp of anyone right now. You're going to need some more information. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I was I was going to see if I could try to make that roll, but... Okay. I mean, you can try. <laughs> yeah, 15. Roland will kind of share his information and profusely apologize to Dora for the state of his outfit. It's okay. I kind of expected it. TBH. <laughs> um, I would like to roll investigation on the slime trails since uh, Zoe fucked up. I can do that as well. Also, I have a really good passive investigation because of roll being just too damn smart at this stuff. 
So Zoe rolled a 15 for insight. With all the new information you've gathered, you definitely think that there's something suspicious about the scientific notes and the device, and that may be connected to the skeletons in some way and the party. And there's also something very important about the way the skeletons are acting, how they're like, they only seem to be like stimulated by entertainment. And that seems to be like their focus. Mm -hmm. There's something like weirdly hollow about the way they're acting. There's almost like a, a, a script that they're following as actors, as opposed to a more nuanced, um, sentience that they possess. Now that um, Bumbershoot uh, is in the kitchen, uh, he's going to use this opportunity to re-steal some silverware. <laughs> okay. Um, but he, he has to do it in a way that Roland can't see, so I guess that's sleight of hand? Sure. Uh, uh, Roland's going to be distracted investigating Slime Trail stuff and helping Dora yeah, out. Yeah, same. His investigation was a 14 for to help out Dora. Mine was a 16. 19! All right, so Bumbershoot, you can steal all the silverware you want. I just did. It's Theodora done. and Roland, you guys team up. Can you just describe to me how you guys search this place? Because I think it's a cute scene. You guys both got a really good role. Like, how are you interacting? I rolled a perception to see if I noticed Bumbershoot. And even with my minus one, I rolled a 17. So only a, a natural 20 would have caught it. So <laughs> um, basically, I picture it as if like Dora and and Roland are actually kind of like, Almost operating as if they are like competent partners going through like you follow that slime, I'll follow that slime. And like as soon as like as soon as their backs are looking at one place, like Bumber shoots directly behind them, stuffing silverware into stuff while Roland has contemplative thought on his face, Bumber shoots stuffing, you know, a, di- a a salad spoon into a thing. It's gotta be a salad spoon or some other stupid <laughs> Non-real. <laughs> what a salad spoon? Grapefruit spoons because they have ser- like little serrated tips. Yeah. Oh my. Also, also, Roll has Roll has not attempted to heal his wounds yet, so he, he still has like shards of glass sticking out of his, uh, sticking from his body as he's uh, as he's doing this. So. <laughs> All right. So what you guys find with your investigation checks is uh, a clean trail where. Robin kind of searched the room, and in most of the places, it just goes through cabinets and drawers and stuff, and you don't really find anything, or if there was something there, it's gone, and you can't really uh, reconstruct that in reverse, mm. but there is one thing you find that's very interesting, and it's in the... Pantry? Yeah, pantry. See, I'm so glad you guys are smart, too. <laughs> uh, in the pantry, you guys follow a trail in there, and you see there's a place in the corner of the ceiling where someone had tried to bash up into it to get up into the second floor from here. Oh. And it seems to be new because there's, like, pieces of broken ceiling in here. Yeah. But they stopped because that hole is filled with a layer of bones. Bumbershoot pokes at the at the uh, ceiling with his cane. The regular ceiling or the hole that's filled with bones? The bones. Just the, the, the opening. He's He's just curious. Okay. Yeah, you just poke the bones... And it's their bones. There's like a... <laughs> <laughs> their bones. Okay. <laughs> like, what What you get from the scene is like someone came in here and they're like, ah, I will tunnel to the second floor in secret. Yeah. Uh, no one will find me in here. And it's also, it's soundproof because it's a pantry. And they tried and they like broke a hole in the ceiling and it was filled with bones mm. to stop them. So... Oh, okay. Can you poke through the bones? If you want to strength check, I guess, or to like attack, how are you going to do that? Not me. Somebody tall. <laughs> I, I'm I'm tall. Um, Bumbershoot is curious about bones. 
I'm going to say that's a thing for him. Uh, I'm just going to say it's a thing for him. There's a lot of bones in this, uh, in this, uh, campaign so far. So yeah, he wants to try to like, like push them aside and see if, if they can, uh, see anything else or get through or whatever. So is that, he says that's a strength check? Yep. Okay. He is not strong, but maybe I'll crit. Oh, oh I did! <laughs> All right. So I guess Bumbershoot, you unsheath your cane blade. Yeah. Unless you have any objections. Yeah. And you thrust it up through the bones, and it goes through. And then using your second crit of the night, <laughs> this is really a tale of two rolls. Check with absolutely no bonus to it, mind you. No bones about it. Oh, my. Ah! That happened. Um, you use that to, like, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, when you have a crowbar, and you stick it in a thing, and then you just... Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Pry it. Or pry, you know. Pry, yeah, like a lever. And you, like, turn your blade sideways to pry open the just bones because it's just like someone filled this hole with bones and you do you pry them open and immediately the new hole you've made starts getting filled with bones from somewhere above you can't see where but like new bones pour into the hole you made and stop it up i'm gonna yell up to the bones hey stop filling that hole with bones (laughs) the hole does not respond barbershoot looks impressed with himself but then immediately disappointed when there are just more bones nice hmm I guess we're going to have to try and figure out the password, huh, guys? It's the password bones. I don't think there's a password involved here. This bone salation they got going on is pretty extensive. Well, not here. Up at the staircase. Something Claudia said. She said she doesn't think it's like a crazy magic spell or something. She thinks, like, you have to get in by, like, having the password. Password, huh? To be clear, she said password or something simple like that. Okay, I'm going to say those that word. Theft phrase. I mean, like, uh, Roland says, do you have any other papers that you found, Dora? I have a portrait, and I found a really cool ring, but it's mine. Fuck you guys. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'll look at the portrait. That's that's fine. I want to look at the wedding ring to see if there's any inscription on it, because sometimes that is a thing. All right. So investigation on these items, if you want. 20 on investigating the portrait. That's, a, that's not a crit. It's just 13 plus 7, because... I I only got a five. That was not my good one tonight. Yeah. Uh, Roland looks at the portrait. It's a man and a woman. Um, With the 20, you you think it's a pretty safe assumption. Also, with Dora's descriptions of the other ones she found, this is a married couple and that they've been painted at many times in their life. So they're rich. You assume that the man is probably Maximilian Hawthorne or someone related to him. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's it's a multi-generational deal, Um, you got that from Winifred. Uh, just from their attire and the the things they wear, there's magical charms on their p- persons usually. So they're probably both magical or have magic training and magic skills. Mm-hmm. Dora said she grabbed the smallest one. She didn't really specify an age, but I'm going to say that in this one, the man is holding a, a white staff. Ah, uh, shit. Like, like, like Roland just sort of looks at that and just sort of, hmm, dragon bone. So this must have been after the murder. With a five, Bumbershoot, you look at this ring and you actually don't, think it's worth much it, it, it looks kind of gaudy and cheap to you now when you when i found the ring you said it had it, it appeared as if it had some sort of like special like m- maybe magical thing about it right yeah you crushed your investigation so you actually thought there was something important about it okay you don't know yet and there's another role maybe involved uh, i i could probably help out with the ring in particular if you want me to um i mean yeah let's go, go ahead and have roland investigate it and then i'll say what my idea was after that want me to do investigation or arcana or uh what role would you prefer austin let's see here investigation's fine or uh, yeah 
26 on the investigation. Nice. So (laughs) Roland stocked all of his good rolls to the very end, (laughs) and it paid off. Yes. Because you looked into the stone on the front of the ring, and inside, uh, in the imperfections and the cut of the stone, just just the angles and stuff on this are aligned in such a way as you recognize that it's actually cut in the form of like a, a magical sigil. Like, if you were going to do a magical ritual, you might, like, draw, like, a pentagram or something on the ground. <laughs> the ring is that in stone form. Okay, well, my idea was to take the ring up to the to the second floor and see if that lets us in. Out of curiosity, is it clear whether this ring was probably for, well, Maximilian or for his wife? Uh, you look at the, the portrait, which is, is actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. They're both wearing... This ring. They both have one. What do you what do you make of this little stuff here, Dora? I think we should take it up to the second floor and see if it lets us in. Let's us in where? Oh, uh, there's like a weird magic staircase that won't let you go to the second floor. So let's go. But I don't want to go alone in case we get in because I don't have I'm I'm frail and I don't want to get murdered. Roland just sort of rolls his shoulders a bit it's like Alright. I think it's about time we uh Time to get to the bottom of this by going upstairs. And then he sort of just rests a hand on his own chest and uses his lay on hands on himself to heal himself up. Uh, he's going to heal himself just 10 hit points per, out of his pool of 30. So he's at 43 instead of 33. All right. So your superficial wounds close. And I think there's like a small tinkling noise as the various shards fall out of you or pushed out of your skin and onto the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys, you guys start going back towards the staircase to the second floor. Yes. On the way there in the hallway, you guys see... Garrick the Great, Ugh. the f- very fancy wizard coming your way. Uh, he actually comes up out of the cellar holding a bottle of wine. And he said, did you guys see that crazy magic thing? N- no. Oh, it's a, like a wave rippled through the whole party. And there was like a weird noise. And I followed it. And look, I found booze. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you in, Viscount? He pops the p- top of the <laughs> the bottle. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> what could be more important than bubbly? Come on, it's a party. It's finally getting it's finally getting good out there. I'll tell you what. I'll have a drink with you later. Wink at him. No, I'm not gonna wink. <sighs> That's just for bumper shoot. That is just for bumper shoot. Deception? Really? Okay. <laughs> yep. Cause you're not you're not you're not telling the truth. That is definitely true. <laughs> Twenty two. <laughs> nice he 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 uh doffs his hat at you <laughs> and says all right i'll hold you to it and he walks off back to the party which sounds like it's actually getting pretty raucous out there like there's the pretty constant sound of dancing and music and you guys can, are free to approach the staircase now all right let's do it all right so what do you guys do uh, i'm i'm gonna put the ring on my hand mm-hmm. although it might be too big but i'm gonna try mm-hmm. and i'm gonna just like Hide behind Roland while we climb up the stairs. <laughs> All right, so everybody goes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Bumbershoot hides behind Roland too. Mm. Uh, also, at this point, Roland actually has his shield with him because it's just like, "All right, they're not gonna stop me having a shield." So he doesn't have to draw his shield out yet, but he just sort of leads the way going upstairs. All right, yeah, Roland is fully knighted out. Uh, so you guys start walking up the stairs, and for most of you. It's the same as it was the last time. You're walking, and you're walking, and you're walking, and there's just no end. This is an infinite staircase. But Theodora, 
who is wearing this ring, you're walking and you're walking, and then there's a landing, and you were on the second floor. With no one else. Yep. Oh. You guys are just walking, and, and Theodora is behind you, and she she takes one step into not being with you guys. <laughs> and from her perspective, you guys all take one step into not being with her. Oh. Yeah. I, like, Roland, I was going to say, looks over his shoulders like, I'm not sure if this is working. Uh, Dora? Theodora, you find yourself on the second floor of Hawthorne House. Uh, this place is immaculate. Every single thing in here looks like it's polished daily. And in fact, as you step out onto the landing of the second floor, you actually see a cloud of bones of various parts, like hands and arms and legs and skulls with like cleaning rags in their mouths. And some are holding feather dusters and they're just floating around, all cleaning constantly, polishing, buffing. And they're just like this swarm, like bees, but, but skeleton bones cleaning constantly. And that's what you see as you step out onto the second floor. Man, these guys would hate my room. <laughs> as you say that, you see a skull turn and look at you and like float over. And a bunch of other bones kind of fly over to make part of a skeleton. It doesn't come together to form one solid one. But there's kind of a cloudy approximation of a human form. And it kind of does a clumsy bow to you before dispersing back into parts and flying around to continue its work. Uh, thanks. But there's multiple skulls, multiple like more parts than form one thing. I hope you're watching this, Ganny. Alright, so what do you guys do? Uh well can I send message through like would it work if I tried to message? That's a good question. I'm gonna try it and be like to to Roland and be like, Hey, I guess only I can come in here because I have the ring. Seems like a good inference. Did he hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh so I I'm gonna investigate I, I guess. All right, you want to roll investigation? I do. All alone on my own. I rolled a 14. All right, so you start walking through this cloud of skeleton parts, uh, which I guess skeleton parts are just called bones. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. These these miscellaneous skeleton limbs, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to emphasize that they're kind of together. So there's like a hand, a foot, a head, a torso. This, so they're not like just separate bones, but like distinct parts kind of. Um, but you just kind of wade through them down this hallway and what you find up here is that there are two doors one is locked the other you just kind of turn it a little bit to check it and it seems like it's unlocked and on the other side of the door that is unlocked you hear thumping noises somewhat regular they're not frantic they're like it's like thump 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 it's a one-man rendition of stomp (laughs) <laughs> sketch's worst oh. enemy <laughs> oh god so you have two doors to choose from a locked one and an unlocked one which leads to some kind of thumping so the skeletons must have relocked that door when it was unlocked from the wild magic earlier they must have okay i'm gonna try to slide a hand on the locked one uh because i don't like that thumping mm-hmm. i rolled a 15 all right so you bust out your Thieves tools, and you start going to work on the locked door. Um, oof. Oh, I'm in so much trouble, aren't I? Uh, the door lock pops, and the door swings open a little bit, and on the other side, Theodora, you see a seated figure with a dragon bone staff. Hi! <laughs> on the staircase, what are the rest of you doing during this? 
Roland is sort of like standing at the, the, the base of the stairs, you know, arms crossed, tapping his foot, sort of waiting for results. Okay, so you guys are just waiting? Well, I want I want to just have um, Zoe like try to knock on the side of the walls. I search for a secret passage. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. As Roland know. waits patiently and the other two busy themselves, you guys hear footsteps from the bottom of the stairs. Okay. As approaching from below you are Claudia Rock, Robin Rock, mm-hmm. and Zoe Legrand. <laughs> oh, shit. And Claudia says, hey, Boogersnot, I found your kid. And uh, <laughs> as they approach, Zoe's waving towards you guys. And you see with one of her hands, she's using somatic gestures to summon magic. Uh-oh. Mm, looks like you're, looks like instead of being beside yourself, you're in front of yourself this time. <laughs> Jesus. I knew I should have eaten that kid. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'd like to thank Overclocked Remix for our music, which includes Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, an arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Simply Be Grooved, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts, and In the Beginning There Was Jazz, an arrangement of Beginning from Castlevania. Executive producers for the month of April 2017 are Kirstine Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Tombrello, Andrew Grothen, Jade. The Cult of Gorfanax, Irving Royale, Paul Mullen, Finch DeYoung, Arjun DeConing, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko Kurjo Kangas, Dennis Bengston, Josh Mosier, Andigo Van Dane, James Bevan, Allison Ansel, Sidney Marsing, Just a Jester, John Potts, Kevin Dobbins, Savard and Akrisimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene T., Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stuhlfarer, Sean the Host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Rena, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremmen. If you want to be added to this list, you can support the show at patreon.com slash austinyorski, and you can support Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut, and you can also find Chris at patreon.com slash recap. You can also help out by finding us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, or wherever else you found the show, and liking, rating, or leaving a comment. Every little bit helps, and word of mouth is the only way anyone ever finds out about us. What would an ad for the show even sound like? Yes, come listen to a video game critic pretend to be a lesbian elf. Actually, there's probably a market for that.